Hello friends, we're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked and it must be time for Hits and Misses, but something's a little different this week. Drew's out, he was too busy partying hard at SmackDown on Friday, so instead we're going to take his bias out of here. We're going to get rid of him for this week and we brought in Miss Kate Dave. Kate, how are you? I'm doing so well, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm wonderful, I'm ecstatic, I may even be a little stupendous. Let's get into hits and misses. Y'all know how this works. Maybe you're not watching 20 million hours of wrestling and you're looking for just one or two things to watch. We're going to give you a top five hits, top five misses if you're a glutton for punishment like I am. And then I'll uh, ask you who's your favorite wrestler. So how about you get in the comments, like us, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. And uh, also tell us in the comments, maybe your top five hits, misses, your favorite moments of the week and your favorite wrestler of the week. I'm going to go first because reasons for our post-production staff. So I'm going to start. My number five hit for the week is Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks from Rampage. A very fun match, very good match with a little bit of storytelling involved at the very end of it. Big fan of that stuff. I love it in my storytelling and my wrestling. Kate, what's your number five you actually stole my number three, but my number five <laughs> was actually seeing Gunther Walter on NXT 2.0 chopping the ever-loving crap out of Duke Hudson for a lot of reasons. It was entertaining to watch on its own, but I'm hoping what this means is that we're getting a return of Walter Gunther to his usual form. He's been working a lot differently. This is the hard-hitting guy that we all know and love. He felt like a monster. He felt like a giant. Totally worth checking out. I want to see more of that out of Gunter. My number four was the promo from Becky Lynch on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was powerful, thought it was great, and also just a little bit uh, Lord of the Rings-like, if you like a little bit of uh, lore in your builds to WrestleMania. Becky Lynch cutting a really, really good promo on Bianca Belair on Monday Night Raw. Go ahead, give me your number four. Uh, Pat McAfee's promo actually creating some intrigue in this Austin Theory storyline. It's certainly not my favorite thing in the world going into WrestleMania, but he just made it feel like it had some zest, had some importance. I loved everything that they did on social media before that promo with him as well. For a guy who didn't like go through the ranks as much and came over from the football world, this guy gets it. I hope that he transitions to a managerial or performer role. But I immediately at least felt something about this match where before it felt like they just kept chasing each other and playing Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Talk your trash, Pat McAfee. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania for that. My number three uh, from NXT, I'll follow you there. It is Roddy Strong versus Solo Sokoa. It opened the night. Very strong match. Very good match. And uh, I like seeing uh, I like seeing younger guys and 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 little older guys mix it up in NXT, especially when there's a uh, opportunity for a North American Championship ladder match on the line for Stand and Deliver. Go ahead, watch that match. Hit me your number three. So my three was for Scott and Ricky Starks as well. Um, I just, to all of the things that you said about the storytelling, their in-ring action was just so smooth. And while I don't normally love a lot of gang wars, I really liked the way Keith Lee came into the post-match. And basically with the feud that they're setting up, I just feel like any permutation of it being a tag match or singles matches with anybody involved is just going to be gangbuster. So I really liked what happened in the match. Matt, both guys are so charismatic, so smooth in the ring. Fantastic way to close out a really long night, especially for someone who reviews three hours of wrestling on Fridays. And I like what it's leading to down the road. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go back to AEW World for my number two, and that is the opening match from AEW Dynamite. CM Punk, your favorite, taking on Dax Harwood with FTR. Again, a really good, solid wrestling match. If you just want to sit back and watch guys do the moves and tell stories within their movements, that is the type of match that you might enjoy from this week. That's my number two. Go ahead, check that out. Give me your number two. I'm surprised to no one you took my number one, but my number two <laughs> is kind of that Bobby Roode match that we saw on NXT 2.0. It's kind of fun to be giving some love to that brand a little bit because I'm so negative about it on Tuesdays, but it's been really, really fun in general to see both of the Dirty Dogs working in NXT. I popped huge for the glorious Bobby Roode entrance. And he looked like he was having so much fun in that ring. They gave it a decent amount of time. He looked fantastic against Breaker. I was just very, very excited to see Bobby Roode being featured to feel important in some way on my screen again. And I've also really liked Dolph Ziggler as the NXT champion. I like everything that's happening there. That match is worth checking out. I will co-sign on that. My number one, of course, it's a promo. The kickoff to Monday Night Raw, glass shatters not once but twice. It's KO, it's Kevin Owens dressed up, bald cap and all, as Stone Cold Steve Austin cuts an incredible promo, in my opinion. Really getting, listen, here's the thing about Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. It's just like The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt back at WrestleMania 31 when Bray Wyatt was carrying the entire story on his back because Taker was not on TV. It's the same thing here. And KO is absolutely doing a great job with that, in my opinion. Go ahead, watch that segment. It's well worth your time. Kate, hit me number one. Sure. Surprise to nobody who knows me. CM Punk and Tex Harwood. Huge CM Punk fan. Huge Bret Hart fan. So this meant a lot to me to watch because you knew it was going to be in the Bret Hart vein. I feel like they didn't go too over the top with Bret Hart tributes, especially since it was on the 25th anniversary of the submission match between Austin and Bret. I thought there were going to be tons of callbacks. They really kind of told the story in their own light, but just made it feel like Brett with their fundamentals, with their psychology. They looked like they were having a blast out there. And I, I loved everything that was done in this match. There were so many moments where I bit, like I was on the edge of my seat rooting for people. It felt so good to just have that very basic fundamental wrestling match on my screen to open dynamite. How much fun. And Dax Harwood, I felt like was outstanding. His suplexes are ridiculous. His belly to belly, the Eddie Guerrero style beautiful and we did get subtle nods we saw a figure four by the ring post little things like that so for me as a wrestling fan just stylistically and from a fundamental storytelling standpoint that's what I gravitate to the most and so to see that on my screen in such an excellent way was a really fun way to kick off my Wednesday night and a very fun way to kick off your everyday is to uh, subscribe to us here Fightful Overbooked right that's how you do it let's hit the misses I think it's time number five for me I'm not a big fan of Adam Cole stealing everybody's titles down in AEW. <laughs> what are you doing, Adam Cole? Win the titles on your own. Don't be a troll. I'm not a big fan of that. He did it on Dynamite to Adam Page. Did it on Rampage with the tag titles after uh, the uh, the tag, not the tag title match, but after Jurassic Express had come out. I just don't like it. I just want to see more storytelling than I stole your titles. Come get them back by giving me a match. That's my number five. Give me yours. That is completely fair. I'm going to go, unfortunately, with the ending of the Women's Dusty Cup on NXT 2.0. They basically had a tag team tournament to make the winner of that not want to fight in a tag match. I do give it a little bit of leniency because the tag team champions are injured, but 
this was creative in a bad way. I've never seen anything like it on my screen before. And there's a reason I haven't seen anything like it on my screen before. Just felt like with both Dusty Cups, they really booted the finishes. And the men's, you had the loser now being entered into the triple threat for no reason at all. And this, don't you want the tag team tournament winners to want to be in a tag team? I feel like they should. So that was my number five for the week. I fully agree with you. And I, I don't think we need to go further into that. But I... I... I, yeah, nailed that. Uh, <laughs> just, just leave it at that. Number four for me is Rey Mysterio is unmasked again. We've seen him unmasked in WCW. We've seen him unmasked in other storylines. If the story becomes Logan Paul wears the mask to the ring, or like I'm the biggest Rey Mysterio fan and I turn on the Miz at WrestleMania because I love the Mysterios, or sorry, I turn on, yeah, I turn on the Miz because I love the Mysterios. If that's the story, great. But I don't need to see Rey Mysterio unmasked and covering his face again. Own it, Rey. Own that beautiful face. I know you can. Give me your number four. He looks great. He does. He looks great. Uh, I got to go with Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. We didn't even get it on on SmackDown yesterday. Drew's segment was actually pretty good. He's trying to inject something into this, but it's a week away from WrestleMania, and this is the match that I just don't care about. Drew is such a top talent. It's hard to see him get used like this as a fan of what he does. And I'm actually kind of a fan of Baron Corbin, not the biggest one, but I can appreciate what he does in the ring. The happy Corbin or the sad Corbin stuff was so over. It feels like they've just wasted that all for the past six months. So I was just not uh, in love with what we saw on SmackDown yesterday. And I'm not super excited about seeing this at Mania. So that is my number four. My number three goes back to Dynamite's. And unfortunately, it's going to be a back-to-back. The first one is going to be Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. I Something tells me they were pressed for time. They showed a really great Nyla Rose video package on Rampage. That kind of saved it. But in the moment, that Vicky Guerrero and Thunder Rosa conversation, that whatever it was, was not good. Not the way to book your new women's champion. Not a fan. I'm looking forward to them pulling up. But that was not the way to start it. That is my number three. That is my one number one <laughs> uh, there yeah i figured but we'll get there you can give me your thoughts on a few <laughs> <laughs> my uh my number three is seeing your intercontinental champion get pinned twice in the same night by tag team members on smackdown yesterday i hate to harp on any one brand but this was so bad for me we saw three champions get pinned yesterday four times and that was basically the extent of the ring in ring action other than Xavier Woods coming back. And even that kind of got booted. So that was such a bummer. But um, I feel like Ricochet has been so underutilized for so long. I was so excited to see him get a push and to see him lose back to back in the same night just felt like such a weird and improper build for someone, especially a brand new champion, right? You're even more vulnerable in that situation because you haven't established anything with that belt. So unfortunately for me, that's what it was, was yesterday's losses back-to-back with Los Lotharios. Not bad matches by any means, but just booking that I didn't love. Yep, I can get behind that. Uh, my number two, oh, God. Did you know that uh, Ty Conchi and Sammy Guevara have sex? What? This is brand new information. Yeah, so apparently they have sex and they involve the championship titles that they uh, that 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 Sammy used to carry and now one Dan Lambert carries. And just that entire promo... It, if Ty and Sammy are your faces for this, may God have mercy on our souls. 
It was not a good promo. Not a good, nothing about it was good. Nothing made me laugh. Maybe it made others laugh. I don't know. But nothing about it got me interested in any sort of match feud conversation promo off nothing. I don't want to see it. Ty and Sammy and Dan Lambert, please don't kiss titles. I don't care where they've been. Don't kiss them. It's still, we're still in a pandemic. Go ahead. Hit me with your number two. That is my number two as well. I have not been a fan of the Dan Lambert stuff at all. Please stop calling women whores on screen. Lucha Horace, not great. Um, I haven't liked Dan Lambert. I've been very vocal about that. I understand that in the live shows, especially he gets a ton of heat, but like, you don't have to be this low and like basement feeding about it. You can do better. We've seen people do better. Um, I don't mind the sexual stuff with Ty and uh, Sammy that much. I felt like this was overkill. I know some people were upset about the fact that that's like Brody's title too. And that's what they chose to do with it. So that's not great. Um, I do feel like a lot of that is just clap back at completely unnecessary hate online. So I'm usually very supportive of that. And I don't think people hate the idea of like seeing Tay half naked with a belt or almost fully naked with a belt. Like people don't seem to mind that because she's upsettingly pretty. But this segment is not for me. I don't think this is a great way to bring in Paige Van Zandt either. This doesn't make her feel that important. Just not for me. Not loving it. Yep, I agree. Full heartedly. That's period end of sentence. My number one, and I feel really bad because I think most people who know me know that I'm a proponent for women's wrestling and I love watching and talking about it but my number one we're back to smackdown whatever the hell that charlotte and ronda promo was first of all i ronda rousey i need ronda rousey to stop cutting promos like this she's just like in this in the library trying to tell you about how you need to be quiet to cut a promo ronda rousey's promo is not good ronda rousey on the microphone not working charlotte saved it by being on a screen above the arena but other than that i just every time i watch them do this I don't want to see them wrestle. I want to see them fight. I don't want to see them talk anymore. I'm done. Give me your number one. I agree with that. Just to piggyback off of that, I think for some reason with her segments, the piped in crowd noise is 10 times worse, which I spoke to a talent recently and he said that that also affects your ability to deliver that promo because they have their timing marked on when they're going to pipe in that crowd noise. So just like additional context for someone who's already not a great promo necessarily, them putting that extra caveat on it is so unnatural and forced and scary. So that was not a great segment. I agree with you. But my number one is this Nyla Thunder Rose segment and this feud going forward in general. There are so many things that I don't like about it. I feel like it's so unfair to Nyla. Um, We saw her do a great promo after, as you alluded to, and she does not need anyone to speak for her. She's great. She's also wildly likable. I think a face turn would be so refreshing for her. But she keeps getting put in these big spots that you know she's going to lose in. And it totally takes away from the appeal. Like, she doesn't feel like a monster when she's losing in feuds about Big Macs and stuff like this. This just does not work for me at all. It also makes the rankings, which never makes sense, make even less sense. Serena Deeb is sitting at the top there. They have a totally, like, bonafide story with the NWA women's title between Serena and Thunder Rosa. And this is something that they haven't used to their advantage that they could. They could absolutely have Serena say, I have to put Sheeta off and focus on the title now because it's my time. Um, And Sheeta could be in her head because of that. Like there's so many avenues to take advantage of this and they have simply chosen not to. The women's booking is a continued frustration for me. I feel like they wasted a lot of potential in Britt Baker's reign. It felt like we were headed in the right direction, but 
in a very um, curse-laden pin tweet of mine. You can see me go off about it in more depth, but the Challenger of the Month Club with Brit just became really, really stale. And when they make baby steps forward, it's almost more frustrating than them making no progress at all because it feels like they're building up potential just to get wasted. So it's not the talent for me anymore. I feel like they've grown and come a really long way. You have bonafide stars there. I haven't seen Ruby Ho- Soho on my screen in forever, which feels so weird. So it's it's really fundamentally the booking for me. And at this point, the only excuse is there is no excuse. It's just a lack of caring. So that was my number one for me because of what was presented to me on screen and what it's indicative of, which is a lot of frustration and a lot of women's wrestling booking not making sense when we see them do very well with the men's and the tag divisions. We went on a rant when we shouldn't have. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're still doing pretty good on time. I do like We're... the longest, longest times with Alex. Being under 20 minutes right now doesn't feel like anything to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept you. I kept you to a time limit. So here we go. Here's my most important question to you tonight: Who's your favorite wrestler? Okay, you know it's CM Punk, but this week. <laughs> Because I can't be that basic in my markdom. I'm actually going to say it was Dax Harwood. I was just so blown away by what he's done. He's such a versatile wrestler. He's incredible in tag matches. But his singles matches just get to show a little bit more dimension and the whole side of what he can do that we don't necessarily get to see just by the nature of a tag match versus a singles match. I thought he was so outstanding. And he looked like he was having the time of his life being able to Pay tribute in a way to the biggest inspiration on him. Those suplexes are so nasty. I love someone that feels like to me, they walked out of like eighties NWA. That's my shit. So (laughs) I thought it was so much fun. And for that reason, he's my wrestler of the week. Perfect. For me, my favorite wrestler this week is Seth Rollins. Seth is entertaining me on so many different levels, having banger matches week after week. And maybe we have an idea of where this is going. Maybe, maybe it's not such a nightmare for him. Maybe that adrenaline's pumping, but either way, Cody, I mean, Seth, I mean, Colby, I I was, I didn't say Cody. I said Colby. I was, I was speaking on his real name. Anyway, Seth Rollins (laughs) is my guy. Seth Rollins for the last couple of weeks has been really, really, really on fire. And I love it. Kate, we did it. Where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter. You can find me Tuesdays on the NXT Fightful post show with Alex, losing our ever-loving minds and dressing up weird all the time. You can find me on Fridays on the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show as well as Mark Order podcast at Mark Order on Twitter. I will be doing uh, a Stand and Deliver post show as well and the Paywall pay-per-view review uh, with Alex Falowski of Nights 1 and 2 of WrestleMania. So hang out with us all weekend. Tons of stuff to do over at Fightful Select, but while you're here, you can toss a like and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked is where we do all the video. And if you're in the audio realm, toss us five stars, because guess what? It gets us closer to your friends talking about wrestling. You all want friends, right? I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I'll be your friend. Sure, why not? Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.